Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. Hello and welcome to the show. It's a great show. It's a terrific show. It's a tremendous show. Frankly, the best and frankly, the most accurate with its predictions, by the way. Ask anyone. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I am flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Rebecca. Blonde. Hello. Welcome. And we have a return guest tonight, Owen Schroyer. Owen Schroyer of White Male Fame. You're fucking a white I male! I love that intro. That was great. <laughs> now, uh, now with Infowars since the last time we talked. Yes, that's true. Uh, which is excellent because you have such a gift for slapping commies around. I've prepared some clips of that <laughs> coming up shortly here. So we're really happy to see you doing that work because, man, you are good at it, I got to say. Yeah, I mean, it just comes naturally. I don't know what it is. <laughs> We get uh, triggered too. I mean, you know, we trigger them, but hey, they can trigger me too. It's just one result ends up beautifully. The other result ends up horribly. Yeah. Um, follow him on Twitter. That's at all I do is Owen. Uh, so it's a fine new day in America. Uh, we'll be celebrating the week that was and the chaos that was and just everything that's happened over the last week. Uh, it'll be a party show. We'll talk about the victory. We'll talk about the outbreaks of mass hysteria. Uh, I want to revisit some of the funniest Trump predictions, because everyone here was pretty squared away with their predictions, but not everyone was so lucky. So we'll take a look at some of those. Uh, I also want to take a moment to remember some of the faces we will never see again from the 2016 election season, some of the forgotten people. And uh, we will also talk about the straws for which these crybabies are grasping, uh, desperate for any way to keep Trump out of the White House, probably the, the substantive issues to talk about. Can we get the electors to vote for Hillary? Can we get a constitutional amendment to do away with the Electoral College? All of that garbage. We'll sort that out. Uh, it'll be all this and more in your favorite hour listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing the show on iTunes. Thank you for keeping us afloat, helping us upgrade stuff on Patreon. Thank you for emailing us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. And remember, there's more of the show over on those audio platforms, iTunes, SoundCloud, Podbean, Stitcher. Subscribe over there and listen. Plus, there's extra bonus material that's all for the announcements on with the show uh what i wanted to talk about at the top was uh what your info wars experience has been like owen because because this is good stuff and i think so you you started doing this sometime after we met at the rnc w when exactly did you start with info wars uh, I think my first day was actually it was ironic because my first day was actually the Trump rally in Austin, which I think mm. was like Austin uh, or I'm sorry, August 21st or something. It was the perfect opportunity for my first day because, of course, there were Trump protesters going on. So for my first day, I got to go out and slay about uh, 40 or 50 communist Trump protesters. That was beautiful. And then the next day, uh, Alex 
paid me one of the highest compliments on air and said I was a rookie quarterback that threw 30 touchdowns in the first <laughs> game of the season. So that was a great way to start with InfoWars. But uh, it's, it's, it's a strange adjustment because when you're outside, like, you know, I was working in, uh, in sports media before, so I was kind of outside of the InfoWar, if you will, but I was obviously uh, entrenched in everything that was going on uh, in the day-to-day uh, news cycle and modern-day uh, you know, current events and everything. <clears throat> but it's weird when I started working for InfoWars and it's now to the point where you become so focused on on a story or so focused on one thing, um, it's almost like a you lose track of the of the forest through the trees type of situation. So hmm. uh, I try to I try to come back from it every once in a while um, and not just like the election is a perfect example. You know, we've, we've been talking about the election for the last year and a half. Uh, but there's all kinds of other stuff going on all around the planet. There's uh, issues that we've been fighting for a long time that we hope that now we have maybe a president that can get behind some of this stuff that we, the people, have been trying to bring to the forefront for a long while. But um, it's great. Everybody in InfoWars is great. I've I've met so many great people uh, traveling with InfoWars, doing the things I've done for InfoWars. I can't believe how many people have supported me um, with such kind words, people saying that they're praying for me. Um, that's it's 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 really it's really been an amazing experience. and it's it's weird from going outside and saying the tip of the spear and then actually being in the tip of the spear. Some days it kind of just goes over your head uh, the platform you have. But then other days you see the response from people and you're like, wow, we are really having an impact here. Well, I think all of that is awesome, and it's awesome to hear that Alex himself said that. And if you ever <laughs> see someone, uh, you ever see someone in action and you just kind of think like that person was supposed to be doing that thing. Like that is that person's thing. When we, when we saw you in Cleveland and I remember blonde and I, when we, when we met you and when we left, we're like, that guy is really good at this because we were trying to do the same thing, trying to talk, yeah. talk to people, trying to interview people on the street. It's it's tough. Didn't quite it, come as naturally to us as it does to Owen. You make well, it, it look great. really easy. Really easy, yeah. Because yeah. I remember we 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 obviously we chatted uh, after the original Age Skrillex video. I came on your show and yeah. uh, we had a good time. And then we saw each other in Cleveland and we were kind of following each other around, you know, watching each other's backs and everything. And you were telling me. I remember I saw you down there one day and there were a bunch of communist protesters and I could tell your 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 mouths were watering. You wanted to see someone skewer them, but you didn't you didn't feel like you quite did it properly yourself. So we were like, yes, get them. Go get them. They're right over there. <laughs> yeah, it's right. some yeah. I mean, it's it's one plus thing. I the, plus, I had the blowhorn, too. I mean, that was. Oh, the, that's yeah, right. that's yeah. right. And you at the time you had Alex the Jones blasting out that thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, oh, it, yeah, to, that was great too. Or to Donald your point, Trump man, it, 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 it's easy to, to, well, it's not, it's not necessarily easy, but to me, it seems a lot easier to sit at a desk and be analytical. It's, it's another thing to go out actually on scene and be sharp on the spot. And, and honestly, like some of these people, obviously they don't look intimidating on camera, but when you're, when you're, uh, there in person, <laughs> like you gotta be sharp well, on the spot and you well, gotta, you gotta make an impact right there. It's tough. And the truth of the matter is every time it's it's funny because people will always say, hey, you did such a great job with that. But every time I, I walk back and I'm like, man, I should have said that. I could have said that more eloquently. Yeah. So well, you don't want to let that upset you. I Honestly, though, I don't know what it is, man. I've been doing this ever even since I was a little child. I, 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 I kid you not. I would be debating with parents in the ride to school or from school or, you know, to some event, you know. So for whatever reason, I always wanted to debate people and um, even yell at people at some times if I thought that they were acting <laughs> ignorantly. 
But, well, it's uh, working out. It's working out really well. I was spending some time. Okay. I mean, I can't complain. You know, I was spending some time this morning trying to grab a few clips to share on the show of some of your Infowars work, and I found a few doozies. So I want to go ahead mm. and play those because they uh, they made me laugh quite a lot. He's a liar. <laughs> Alex Jones is a fucking liar. What does he lie about? He he fucking makes up shit. What? Name one. This is one of the classics. Uh, fucking. Throw it down my head. Yes, I love it. He's got nothing. Donald Trump said on this video that he likes kissing pretty women and that you don't, sir. Let me. Can I finish? You my like kissing ugly women? Excuse me. Can I finish my statement, please? Thank you. I don't appreciate that either. Hey, hey. What are you saying? What are you guys chanting? What does that mean? Anti-capitalist. You're anti-capitalism. So why don't you go to a communist country? You have Nike. Oh, we're trying to make this you one a communist country. Let me ask you a question. What do you think about Venezuela? <laughs> I think you're a fuckboy and you don't know what communism means. Alright, well let's move on to another guy. Thank you. You've been great. I hope you can sleep at night. What was that? I said I'm glad this pays your bills. I hope you can sleep at night. Well, as long as Trump becomes president, we save capitalism, I think I will be able to. <laughs> so how have you been sleeping, Owen? That's good, good stuff, Matt. Rest and well. Good stuff. It's been really nice. I gotta tell you, it's been really nice. <laughs> Uh, debating people like that guy on the streets has has bought me a, a nice and comfortable mattress. I've got some <laughs> nice comforters and sheets and pillows. I sleep really well at light. light let me tell you. And it, it got you on this show. I mean, look how exactly. far you've come. I mean, this is the top. That guy this, would have never seen it. This. Yeah. You, and people people tell me they're like, hey, have you been uh, have you been on with the the blonde and the beta yet, man? That's that's where you got to be. That's where you got to be. <laughs> but so, I sleep really fine at night. Trust me. Yeah. So um, and if I don't, all... it's not it's not because of weasels like him. <laughs> how much um how much time are you actually well I guess the protests are probably gonna die down now, but how much time did you actually spend on scene? Like how many places did you get to go to? Uh I think at the end of the day experiencing Trump protesters in like six or seven different cities, but I actually am gonna disagree with you. I mean, what we've seen is that the protests oh, are actually kicking up at this point. We've got Thousands and thousands of people now marching um, in in California. We've got people sitting outside. <laughs> I mean, this is they're standing outside of Trump Tower. If it doesn't, I mean, if you didn't think they could get any dumber, <laughs> they're now standing outside Trump Tower, screaming at a building. Yeah. So now that they can't, you know, since the rallies are over and they can't scream at people coming in and out of the rallies or whatever it is, or Trump's bear, you know, Trump's motorcade or whatever. Now they're actually just screaming at concrete and structures and cement and letters <laughs> on a wall that say Trump. Letters on a wall. So, so yeah, yeah. So now they've really taken their uh, taken their uh, their rallies and their protests to a new low. You know, Hillary always says when they go low, we go high. It turns out that I think they get high and then they go low. <laughs> and they <scream. laughs> I need a rim shot for that one. I don't have it prepared. Damn it. <laughs> Uh, no, but that, that's really interesting. I mean, because this whole time I've been thinking, and Ben Shapiro had said on his show this week, they're just protesting reality. You know, it's fine to protest a specific policy. It's fine to protest if there's some legislative action that's going to take place that you don't agree with. All right, that's at least coherent and, and reasonable. But if you're talking about protesting the fact that he won the election, I mean, you're, you're protesting, yeah. you might as well protest the color of the sky. So they're they're protesting kind of metaphorical concrete in that way, something that's set although they appear to disagree. We'll talk about that later. But uh, to your point, they're actually protesting little concrete now, uh, little yeah. buildings. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's actual, interesting to think about. Actual structures. <laughs> we 
we didn't think it could get to this point in reality, but sadly we have. But yeah. the other thing about it is, think about it. I mean, there have been protests, and these are probably the same people, um, you know, intermingling with the Occupy Wall Street or Black Lives Matter, and now Trump is not my president or whatever hashtag they want to put onto this protest. But yet they are yet to accomplish anything. If you'll, yeah. if you'll actually, if you'll actually say, hey. What has your protest accomplished? They, they have no list of accomplishments. They've actually accomplished nothing. They had a chance if this was the um, you know, majority in America, they had a chance to keep Trump out of office, but they didn't. And they don't even realize that it's their protest that actually scared reasonable thinking Americans into going to the polls and voting for Donald Trump yeah. because they don't want their narratives to be right the, controlling, the controlling factor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Their strategy yeah, backfired and, and, and across the board. You were just raising your hand because you're one of them. Yeah, we were talking about it before the show. I mean, and, and that's why this is interesting, too, because that is exactly what started to raise my eyebrow from like, yeah, I, I voted Democratic historically, but these people are losing their minds. And the more they kept doing it, it's like, I'm, I'm going to vote Trump to spite you at this point. I'm going to yeah. vote Trump just to make sure you i don't know so someone gets you an order so someone will give you a message that this is garbage and one of the first interestingly i mean one of the first clips that actually raised my eyebrow like that was the aid skrillex debate the carl the cuck debate i mean that was something where it's like okay i i hadn't considered trump before but if he's uh what these people hate i'm more open to him now because these right. people exactly. are out of their damn minds well and think <laughs> about it you're not you're not the only one that's felt that way i know that and also, it's how people felt about the way the mainstream media was coming after Trump, yeah. too. So this, yeah, is, this yeah. had such a backlash from the people on the streets trying to keep Trump out of office and the people in the media that have tried to keep Trump out of office actually ended up, I think, being the stepping stone to getting him oh, elected. Yeah. Black Lives Matter was a, a very convincing case to vote Trump, whether they realize Which, it or by not. by the way, uh, one of the families... One of the victims of the police officer shot in Dallas is now suing Black Lives Matter. So that should hmm. be an interesting litigation hmm. case to follow. And I think it'll be also interesting to see, will we start seeing some of these people charged with hate crimes? It should already be going on. By definition, these are hate crimes. These are jailable offenses, especially the way we see the court and the justice system of the left treat hate crimes. I wonder if they'll use that same force, that same magnitude uh, against their own against their own side against their own people it'll be interesting to see because if this was if it was the exact opposite and uh, Trump voters were out beating up Hillary voters or Trump protesters or whatever I guarantee you they would be charging those people with hate crimes well I they, they claim it I mean I don't know if you saw on social media this week and that's one of the things I want to talk about we can go through a couple examples here social media this week blew up with all of these claims of of trump inspired hate crimes it was the week of the hijab pulling every hijab in the country was, was snatched i know Which but that's the thing is, none of the and this is what's interesting too i don't want to get too far into it but um the problem with all of these with all of these alleged hate crimes is they're not necessarily like the riots uh that we that we've seen like in portland this week they're not necessarily like that guy who was beaten by his car for voting trump or that kid who was beaten up at school for voting trump in the mock yeah, the horrible died. things. All of these alleged cases are like someone someone wrote like Trump in graffiti or someone wrote like whites only. They slipped a whites only message under my door. It's all these like easily fakeable things. What's yeah, interesting, yeah. Um, there's a couple of items. Let me pull up this story here. 
uh, in Reason here did a pretty good job of cataloging some of these. Let's see if I can get that pulled up. Hate crimes um, never ring true. Well, so th this well, is what's I mean, interesting is social justice warrior legislation. Let's use it against them. Yeah. Here's a couple examples. Not even 24 hours yet. My friend's sister, who is Muslim, had a knife pulled on her by a Trump supporter while on the bus at U uh, UIUC campus, wherever that is. And then the, the campus police replied to the tweet. This has not been reported to the police. If you're in contact with anyone involved, please encourage them to give us a call. Same thing with an alleged <laughs> a similar incident. Um, at the University of Minnesota, where there was some sort of anti-Muslim incident. I don't want to read through the details here, but a similar uh, claim, an anti-Muslim action. And then the Minneapolis Police Department tweets out, many people have contacted us on social media about an incident with a female on the Washington Avenue Bridge uh, yesterday. At this time, we've not been able to find a record of a, of a police call relating to this incident. If anyone has information, please contact us. We'd like to talk to the person who posted this on social media. So all of these... I just it's it's hearsay and it's going viral well, on social media. Also, there was a story. There was a story on Friday too. A woman had her hijab pulled off. She said that it was a Trump voter that did it. Someone in a Trump hat. She then admitted she made that up and lied yeah. about it. But this is exactly what we saw coming after Trump the entire election cycle. Oh, Trump raped me when I was 13 years old. Won't yeah. go on record. Won't fall out, file any charges. Then has to rescind the claims. Oh, Trump did this. Trump molested me. Trump saw me naked. Oh wait, no, he didn't. Oh, wait, I made that up. Oh, wait, that was a total fabrication every time and time again. So, I mean, look, Trump is not perfect by any stretch. Nobody's making the claim that Trump was perfect. Trump never made that claim. But all of these attacks coming against Trump and coming against Trump uh, voters or Trump supporters are clearly fabricated in an attempt to make us look bad and, and take us off the high ground. And, and, and They're so the, transparent, too. It's like, couldn't you guys have taken the time to have thought of some better stories, some more believable story? Like Which Trump supporters are pulling of off the jobs. Time. We're on our best behavior right now because we just want the left to self-destruct. And so every Trump person I know is like, <laughs> and why, right, why would I won yeah. my victory. Why would the Trump supporters be mad? Nobody's mad. Nobody's trying to be hateful here. We're like, all right, party Elated. time. This, this has is, been the this greatest is how, week. This is how twisted it's gotten, though, because I've spent a good amount of time this week. I have a lot of friends in Portland. That's where I went to school. Um, obviously, that's a very leftist liberal city. That's not surprising, but it was also the victim city of serious rioting this week. Dozens of arrests, uh, yeah. buildings damaged, possibly destroyed, cars damaged, possibly destroyed. All, not all, many of my Portland friends are posting on social media. Look, this Muslim was called like a sand N-word, and this person was also called an N-word, and all the... They're burning down your city right now. On one hand, you have unsubstantiated mean words... And on the other hand, you have videotaped, observable destruction of the place in which you live. And you're offended Imagine by- Imagine this, Matt. Imagine <laughs> this. Okay, so let's say that you insult you insult me or you insult my family. So I go and burn your house down, right? Yeah. Okay, maybe that makes sense. But wait a second. You insult me or my family, and then I burn my house down. That's basically <laughs> what's going on here. It doesn't make any sense. It's, it's so twisted that-, that Possible mean words are prioritized over oh, yeah. actual destructive action. It's it's this is the state this is the the current state of affairs, and I can't believe it, but I have to just zip my mouth because then it's it's implied racism. Are you doubting the victims of these racial hatred crime? No, whatever. Sorry, I'm asking for evidence. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's racist to ask for evidence. I'll never do it again. <laughs> if you doubt any you know hate crime against someone from the left then you're the worst person ever. Yeah. But if somebody, you know, if somebody attacks you 
well, I'm sure that you were the one that was racist right. or you were the one that said something offensive. Yeah, it's Trump's rhetoric at that point. Yeah, it's that's Trump's what fault. It's all Trump. <laughs> and then, nice of course, now we've got a president. We can just blame everything on Trump. It'll be fine. And then, of course, I guess I didn't see this in context, but I've got friends all over sharing. Oh, he finally owned up to it because I guess today Trump said, um, like, oh, there's a way there's an alleged wave of hate crime. Like, well, if it is going on, they should stop. He said something like that. And of course, they're sharing it all over. Look, he finally owned up to it. He finally admits what's going on. He's fine. I'm glad to see him take a leadership role in it. Like, God. But nobody's going to hold Van Jones accountable for saying white lash. Oh, no yeah. one's going to hold Van Jones accountable or the people on CNN or Barack and Michelle Obama who have been the ones that have actually fomented this hate, fomented yeah. this violence, fomented these racial tensions. I mean, it's such and a where is Hillary right now being like, uh, you guys need to chill out. She just wants to let everything burn. I lost so the world can burn to the ground. She's doing yeah, photo ops in the woods. That's what they've been planning what for months. Happened, I think actually she might be having a pizza party at Comet Pizza, but that's not a my thing. <laughs> but what happened to what happened to they go low, we go high? What happened yeah. to Trump is going to destroy America and then they destroy America? It's truly the yeah. most ironic twist that we expected that is now happening. Oh, yeah. And they, they yeah. have done everything that they were warning us about. Oh, Trump's supporters. The meme of the week was Kermit the Frog being like or the, the Kermit tea drinking meme, you know, and he says something like, seems like the people who are so worried about everyone being angry and hateful have now become the most angry and hateful people around. That's exactly what's going on. They're talking about. Well, they've always been that way, though. But it's it's so bad. It's worse than ever now. I mean, yeah, but at people least clearly aren't buying it. I mean, we elected Trump because we're not buying this this narrative yeah. from the mainstream media. It's not our fault that they're doubling down. It doesn't make them more believable. Nobody's buying this shit. Did you see that CNN reporter that like planted his own cameraman to do an interview? <laughs> was that CNN? Yeah, it was CNN and Don Lemon. And the guy was like, oh, we should God. sue America. America. Yeah, I don't have I that, clip, watching that but... like, what the fuck <laughs> are you talking about? Imagine, what are you talking about? Imagine if you're CNN and you're looking at Don Lemon and that's the future of your network, Don yeah. Lemon. Yeah. Ooh, that's got to be tough. Rut row. Rut yeah, row. That's the the be media tough. might be the biggest casualty of this win um, because there will always be political opposition that will rise. I mean, the yeah. uh, the left will be great again. It will happen. There, Somebody will come in and realize that their arguments are bankrupt and they'll think of better ideas and better uh, better arguments. And there's always appeal to the political opposition. So that pendulum will will correct a little bit. But I don't know that the media, uh, the damage they did in the coverage of this and how botched of a job they did uh, in trying to maintain the illusion of objectivity, I don't know that that yeah, will ever recover. I saw some morning, I saw some episode of Morning Joe after the election where he's like, media, this is your fault for not recognizing all the tells and being able to tap into the American consciousness and you're not having the, the the pulse of of America. And I was like, are you even listening to yourself? Like you too were responsible for this Morning Joe. I've seen some ridiculous stuff pre-election on that show. And now he's like, the media, this is all your fault. Yeah. They're not taking any responsibility because doubling down. The media and the White House have been so much in conjunction together, at least most of the media on television, uh, that it's, it, it reached a head where now the backlash against the media is what really, I think, got Trump elected. Not a white lash, but a backlash against yeah. the media. And like you said, we elected Trump. So their narratives, their view of society uh, is, is the dying. It's fading. It's not lasting much longer. I think that that's right. why they're out protesting. That's why we're seeing them freak out. So it'll be interesting to see, will we actually reach a point in time where – I mean, it's like even though that us three on this show might not be PC, 
we still have we, we can't help it. There's still in our society a filter that uh, when we're out, when we're in public that we still you know maintain, is this going to start to fade away? Are we really going to start to see people less afraid to voice their opinion in an instance because they might be hated on or somebody might think they're crazy? Or are we actually going to start to have an idea again, which is actually a liberal society of open and free flowing thought? I mean, that's a true liberal society. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, hope we're seeing so. that emerge with with uh, all of our YouTube channels. I mean, that's that's what people want. Like, we wouldn't have gained any traction if people were satisfied with the mainstream media. The alternative media is it's it is the new media. I mean, they're never going to be able to pick up the pieces and put it back together now and regain trust with the American people. I mean, it was it what they were at six percent trust before the election, and then they did all this shit with Donald Trump and the child rape. Like, who trusts the media now? Who's going to go back to the media? And the average age of a Fox viewer is 68. All these people are going to die. Mainstream media is done. Legacy media is dead. Yeah. Thank God. Agreed. Well, uh, you guys want to gloat a little bit and then laugh at people who, <laughs> who were incorrect? Yeah. Well, how so, about this? I don't know about you guys, but when I went to Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner with my family, I was called crazy. Uh, <laughs> Donald Trump could never even win a primary, let alone an election. Oh, yeah. You're yeah. ridiculous. I literally had to face down my entire family at Thanksgiving and then redouble down at Christmas. Trump will win. You watch and see. You don't control the narrative anymore. Most people are actually like me in this country. Yeah, um, yeah. And then what do you know? Here we are. And well, Donald Trump won. So I'm, I'm excited. And then people are shocked, too. And every yeah. person that's surprised, I'm like, listen, if you're surprised, then you just have not been paying enough attention. Like, this should yeah. be no surprise to anybody. Like they, like, And that's been the case for their whole lives. That's why they didn't get right. it to begin with. I, um, That's true. That's true. I have in the spirit of honesty, I have to admit, uh, given the trends in the polls, I had my moments of doubt over the summer yes, and over, did, the, over, yes, um, over, over the fall. <laughs> however, however, uh, in the final show on Sunday, when we looked at some of the paths, that was the prediction I had. We showed several paths that he could take to get there. And it looked like the polling was trending that way. Lo and behold, th those are the paths that he was able to uh, secure. However, you were particularly accurate about a state I never would have seen coming, which was Pennsylvania. I thought maybe he could pull a Michigan, pull a Wisconsin, maybe one. But to sweep the biggest, I mean, the biggest achievement, biggest achievement is that Rust Belt sweep. That is pretty oh, yeah. incredible. Well, uh, he had amazing, that, amazing rally turnout in Pennsylvania. That's why I thought he was going to win Pennsylvania. That's why I was so shocked at the beginning of the night when it looked like Pennsylvania was going blue. He was going to lose that anchor in the Rust Belt. But my yeah. sources on the ground all night said he's going to pull off Pennsylvania. Just be patient. He ended up pulling off Pennsylvania. And Bush never won Pennsylvania. I don't know the last time a Republican successfully won the White House and won Pennsylvania. But that was big for Donald Trump. And it shows that he's attracting voters from all sides of the spectrum, I think. Yeah. Right, right. I, uh, I want to acknowledge friend of the show and personal friend of mine, Holy Biju on Twitter, called this on August of 2015. He sent me the tweet to make sure that I shared it. You guys will end up, he's Canadian. You guys will end up with Donald Trump as POTUS. I'm calling it now. This isn't Giuliani. He's going the distance. August 16th, 2015. So Holy congr shit. congratulations. That's, oh, that's yeah. an early call. That might be an early show. call. I was proud of my October call. 
I, yeah, then, I was going to say, I think I, I think I originally called it in either October or probably November last year is when I called it. But that's yeah. early August. That's a good one right there. Well, I, you had sent me some clips, too. I got I'll play this real quick. But you got some fire. So this is on the Infowars studio show, right? You had some fire yeah, so, actually, about before, this call. Before we even go to that, I just want to yeah. point one one thing out, because you talked about how even you were feeling doubtful heading into the day, because my guess is probably because you were seeing the polls, seeing the mainstream media. And isn't it amazing? I had the same it's, – it's the same thing. This is how the brainwashing works. E- even though I know the media is lying to me, even though I know the polls are rigged, even though I knew Trump was win, uh, would win, just seeing them berate these polls, berate this news at us all day long, it still, it still affects you. You can't help it. That's how – It introduced doubt. Yeah, and especially with people around you that, are, that have been convinced by the mainstream media. Like I was totally convinced about a Trump win until I stayed with my parents for a few days. And they were like, listen, you got to think about what your channel is going to be like when Hillary wins. You're not being realistic. You're not being realistic. You're not being realistic. And I got that from so many people. I mean, everybody was convinced that this was just – he was never going to pull it off. Well, I'm not convinced yeah. the polls are rigged, though. I do – there's – They clear are. That, they no, are. No, wait, wait. Let me, let me make my case. It's clear that they didn't capture the full picture. That much is clear because they were, they were off by enough that they didn't uh, correctly forecast the outcome of the election. However – they also closely mirror the events of the campaign. The pro-Trump surge that we saw at the end was a direct result of Comeygate. So as, as campaign information comes out, the poll results tended to flow according to those things. I mean, if they're rigged, they're not yes, going to reflect those events. because they were consistent about how many Democrats they oversampled across the polls. And so you would see consistent trends move with polling data, even if polls were, were considerably wrong because they overrepresented Democrats, which is what they did in every single poll. Except for L.A. Times. Great job, L.A. Times. They were very accurate. Rasmussen was really accurate, too. Well, but but so but so to an extent was the aggregation of the polls. I mean, when we did our forecast, we used real clear politics. That was the aggregated polls. And the trend that was emerging there wasn't just pro-Trump as in he's doing better now. It was Trump is leading in these places and these places where we thought he might be able to win. He was leading at the time. And lo and behold, that's the way it went. Well, and regardless of the polls, too, it's also important to remember that the polls don't reflect don't reflect the outcome because they don't reflect the electoral college. It's not an accurate right, depiction right. of how it's, the that, election that's actually true. decided. But, the, but, but we're the gonna, clips that I well, sent you, well the state polls those, do though. The the, 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 the clips that uh the clips that I sent you are from the uh, InfoWars special. We ended up being live for I think sixty hours. And uh, that was from my coverage the night of Trump's victory, yeah. including the I, Trump I pulled just a call. snippet out of it because there's it, there's such fire in it. So if you want to hear Owen over on the Infowars channel, I'll just play it here. Just Donald the audio. Trump had over 500,000 views today. Barack Obama, the actual president campaigning for Hillary, couldn't even get 20,000. Donald Trump is already the president. What do you want to be? Do you want to be a part of the history of Hillary Clinton, a talking husk bobblehead piece of crap who gets selected by the most corrupt people this planet's ever seen? Or do you want to be a part of we, the people of planet Earth, taking our future back? Was there um was there like an Alex Jones training program that you had to go through to, <laughs> to get that level of enthusiasm? I like that. You're bored with it. Oh, I was I was honestly I was like that before Alex Jones, but obviously um honestly uh I listen obviously I listen to a lot of Alex Jones, so I have three people I would say because I've been working in media for a long time. I grew up obsessed with media. Uh there's three people that I say have influenced who I am on the air. And that is uh, a man named Kevin Slayton, who comes out of St. Louis, who most people probably don't know. 
Uh, I ended up working for him. He was my favorite growing up. I ended up working for him for a while. Uh, Jim Rome is a guy that most people have heard of. And then, of course, Alex Jones. So I'm kind of I'm kind of like a magical mystery concoction of those three uh, talk show hosts uh, combined, which is not not bad. I can I think I can live with that. Yeah, those are all kind of imposing. Well, I don't know the the, the first one, but Rome and um, and Alex Jones are kind of imposing personalities. So I can see well, I'll that. give you I'll give you a brief. I'll give you just a brief history. So you understand this is a man who has been kicked off of multiple St. Louis stations because of his conservative views and the fact hmm. he's not afraid to voice them. Hmm. Yeah. Excellent. Well, uh, since everyone around here was mostly right with the qualifications I've given, not everyone was though, not everyone was. So if you want to take a time, uh, take some time to listen to people who weren't just wrong, but hilariously wrong, I have prepared that for you. So let's, let's give that a listen here. And now regrettable, never Trump predictions revisited. Donald Trump just last week, he confirmed to the National Review that he is again considering a run in 2016. Do it. Do, do it. Look, look at me. Do it. I will personally write you a campaign check now on behalf of this country, which does not want you to be president, but which badly wants you to run. I mean, there's always someone like Donald Trump who runs, who has absolutely no chance of winning. There's not going to be a President Donald Trump. Um, that's not going to happen. Uh, and it's not going to happen because we're not going to be used. Fear is not going to be something that we're going to, uh, that's going to be what drives our country. A carn artist will never get control of this party. If Donald Trump were to ever become the nominee, immediately the hounds of hell would descend on him. It could be the end of the Republican Party. It will split us and splinter us in a way that we'll never be able to recover. And the Democrats Aww, will be joyful about it. I would say he's a Division Three with a really trash-talking coach who says he's going to take on... Uh, and, and win the national championship, even though they're Division Three, but hasn't won a game yet. I can't imagine that he actually wants to be president. He will never have more power than he has right now. Donald Trump is running for president, which is good because up until this point, the GOP field had been so serious, so responsible. There was really nothing to joke about on TYT up until this point. Yeah. So thank God he's here. Is he being earnest oh, in this run? Funny. I don't think so at all. No. Uh, and it's. Um, moment of pomposity and and to <laughs> of course cute. pump up his own name he's a complete goofball he's not actually running for president he's doing this to pump up his name is he technically running i don't know if he filed the paperwork he might not even even done that because he's an enormous liar. president obama will go down as perhaps the worst president in the history of the united yeah, states exclamation point at real donald trump <laughs> well, at real donald trump at least i will go down as a president Oh, I know a lovely place in Vancouver. I can get my work done from there. She says she's going to move to Canada, Donald Trump, if you get elected. What's your message to her? Well, she's a B actor and, you know, has no, you know, mojo. Uh, no, I heard Whoopi Goldberg said that, too. That would be a great, great thing for our country. If we she, have a list know. of people. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell, Al John Stewart, Whoopi. Now I have to get elected because I'll be doing a great service to our country. <laughs> a great service indeed, even though... Um, I guess she's not going to leave. None of these people are going to leave. But oh, he, he, did he did his part. He did his part. 
Oh, Lena, we're not going to get rid of her or Amy Schumer, but hopefully we can end their careers and that would be enough for me. None of that. I think that that's the best part of this. That's why they're so upset. That's why they're so butthurt is because they thought that they could come out here and tell people how to vote. They thought that they had so much influence on society that they could determine this election. People don't care what you think, okay? Even people that like your music or your movies or whatever it is you're involved in, they do not care what you think, especially when you come out and you open your mouth and you prove to be an ignorant buffoon. That's when you're really going to lose brownie points. I mean, how bad did Miley Cyrus look? Uh, I just think <laughs> Hillary deserves to be the first woman president. She just deserves it. Oh, my God. Yeah. What? Why does she deserve it? Because she destroyed continents? Because she destroyed yeah, really. around the world? Like, really? What is wrong with you, Miley Cyrus? Go grind on another penis on stage. You'll be just fine. <laughs> You'll be okay. You'll be okay. Yeah. God. And I think yeah. the best one was George Clooney, though. The smug factor was so high on that. And then he's sitting next to Julia Roberts, who's like, yeah. Well, keep in mind, this is this is George Clooney, who made a statement that he wanted to do whatever it took to keep big money out of politics, and then held a fundraiser for Hillary Clinton, where each head at each table cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. George Clooney wants to keep big money out of politics and then raises millions of dollars for Hillary Clinton from the richest people in the world. Nice one, George Clooney. Oh, yeah. my God. I hate these Hollywood stars. I don't know. I, I just hope that this ends all of them. But I think that the only one it's truly going to end is Amy Schumer. Because comedians <laughs> don't fare well when they bring politics into their act. People hate that shit. You could kind of tell. Chris funny, though. She's never even been funny. So how I does remember she even have a- when she like had some good stuff about gender relations and how millennial women are degenerates and that that stuff was good. I mean, it, I thought that she was self-aware about, you know, being a fat, worthless woman that that nobody wants to be with, you know, but really she's just narcissistic <laughs> like all these other women. It was disappointing. Disappointing. You, you could see it happening, too, when she had that Tampa show. It was it in October, but she pulled this whole. Okay, I know this is a comedy show, but let me spend five, ten minutes telling you how you need to vote. And like half the yeah. people got up and yeah, left. She got you, booed. Yeah. yeah. And even yeah. if um, it's annoying, even if if you agree with what she's saying, like in, in in another world, if we went there and she said, you know, I think Donald Trump's pretty good, and I think he's got some good ideas. I think you should vote for him. It's like, I came here for a comedy show. I don't for care. A comedy show. Good God. Exactly. It's the same thing with like sports, like with the Colin Kaepernick. I mean, whatever. But at some point in time, it becomes that way where it's like, all right, like you said, I paid to see a comedy act. I want to see, I I appreciate your comedy. Let me see. We do these things. We go to sports and shows and things like like that so we can remove ourselves from the the harsh realities of life. And and politics has a lot to do with that. Yeah, if you want to do something like that, you know, start a different platform, do a YouTube channel, do a blog. I don't care. But don't charge people money to see a comedy routine and then shove your political opinion down their throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, and you, you had mentioned Kaepernick. It's kind of the same thing. Like, I'm never going to say Amy Schumer can't have her opinion and uh, express it. I mean, she can do it this way if she wants. I think it's dumb. Same with Kaepernick. I think he's dumb. I think his, his point is dumb. I don't support the things he's saying at all, but he's entitled to those opinions. What it gets annoying is places like ESPN where they're going to talk about Kaepernick all the time in this noble stand and kind of politicize. I came here to see the scores. I went to ESPN.com to see the yeah. scores. I don't want to see your your political stance when I'm trying to see who won the game. So I hear celebrities say all the time that because they have um, a platform, that it's their obligation, it's their moral uh, obligation to use their platform 
to talk about things that they care about. And that's such a stupid argument. It's like, if you're not an expert on something, then I don't care what your opinion is. I don't care. If you want to give me advice on like acting or comedy or sports and that's your gig, that's fine. But outside of that, like, I don't give a shit what you have to say. You well, know who else said that? Was your guy Footface? Sorry to interrupt, but that was Footface's opinion too. We are obliged. What's that guy's real name? We're ob- Casey Neistat, Neistat. We are obligated to give our political opinions because we're big YouTubers with a platform. Bullshit, you are, <laughs> dude. I don't it's mind. Not Again, what I don't subscribe to you. I don't mind it. I mean, I even agree. If you are an athlete, you've got obviously a lot of people watching at you. You can have a lot of influence. That's perfectly fine. I think that there's not necessarily a moral obligation there, but one might feel inclined to believe that. But again, here's the thing. Then take it somewhere else. Get it off of the sports platform. Get it off of the comedy platform. You can yeah. find uh, a way yeah. to get Start your a YouTube out channel. There. Everyone exactly. Can do. Yeah. But it just exactly. it just ticks people off. But you know what the crazy thing about this is? <clears throat> any other time, any other election cycle, what we saw here, basically the publicized opinion or the publicized vote is so unheard of. In the past, this is un- you would never want people to know who you voted if you were if you were in the public eye like that because you didn't want to lose fans. You knew how yeah. polarizing it was. Nobody wanted to go out and say who their candidate was because they knew they were going to tick half of their fans off. So this used to be an unheard of thing in our society. But it just all of a sudden in this election cycle becomes popular because of the leftist liberal media that justifies all this hate for Trump. It becomes yeah. a cause celeb situation where, oh, I'm going to stand up against Trump. I'm doing the right thing with the celebrities. But this was something that never happened before. So it's crazy how they just inject this into this election cycle and it totally blows up in their face. Well, yeah, and, it's and, amazing. And wants them all to, their careers to end. We'll see if that happens. <laughs> it is amazing what becomes justifiable when your opposition is literally Hitler. I mean, that is the point that we're at. Burning <laughs> oh, down yeah, your city yeah. is justifiable. Uh, deviating from your normal comedy routine or sports routine or entertainment routine to inject yourself into politics makes sense if you believe Hitler's going to rise to power if you don't do it. Yeah. And to your point... And that's why the media is to blame. That's why Obama is to blame, because they're the ones that have painted that picture. They're the ones that, that have created that reality that these people actually think they're justified. They really think they're stopping the next reign of Hitler. They really think that they're stopping some, you know, woman, gr- pussy-grabbing, um, billionaire playboy that hates women, hates gays, hates all these people... Totally, totally made up, totally fabricated, but that's what they think. I still can't get over the fact, just the way that guy you were talking to chose to phrase it. Like he, he said on the tape that he likes to kiss pretty women. I mean, he didn't go to pussy grab. He went to kiss pretty women. That was great. I just, uh, there's there's this, there's this funny image. I don't know who captured it. Um, but there's an image of that, of that interview. Cause eventually I had to just cut the guy off because it was going so long and I start talking with the mic and I'm talking and I'm in the center of frame and he's just behind me with this face on him like like he knew <laughs> he knew what just happened and at the beginning actually it's funny at the beginning of that interview both of them are like hey like dude you're really good out here like you you know you're kind of aggressive and you're making people look bad but yeah you're really good and then i say it you can hear it in the video i go are you sure you want to do this still like are you sure you still want to go through this experience you just you witnessed what i do to people and they're like no yeah we'll be fine and then he just you know someday he, he a new hero will rise a leftist oh. Superman will rise to challenge you, and then you'll you'll regret all this gloating that you made on this day. It wasn't Van Jones. <laughs> I did see that too. I didn't get through all of it, but I saw uh, it was um you and that one guy who had the vaping business that we saw in Cleveland. He was in it yeah, too. Preston. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, what happened um, with that is I was actually, uh, I was just, I had just taken a break um, from marching and shouting people uh, at people through my uh, megaphone. Yeah. And I was just, <laughs> sitting, and I was just sitting down with uh, Rob Dew uh, of Infowars.com for a quick break, and Van Jones just walked by, and I was like, I, you know, I saw the sun glistening off his beautiful bald head. And I just said, hey, that's Van Jones. And we ran out there and we got that interview with him. And it was great. It was great. And he felt like a real guy. I mean, I said it after that interview. He felt like a real guy. I still think he's obviously kind of loony in his yeah. political beliefs. But now what we're seeing is he he says the white lash thing. He makes himself look like a complete butthead. He, he, he ends up being the racist, discounts all of the black people, all of the Latino people that voted for Trump by saying that but then comes on the air two days later talking about how great Trump is, how Trump's first 48 hours as the president-elect have been the greatest thing ever, and now all of a sudden he thinks Trump is fine. So maybe Van Jones is taking a turn here, or maybe the whole media is. Maybe they all think that they're endangered because the American people elected Trump and they see that their propaganda isn't working anymore. It'll be yeah. interesting to see what happens, um, not just the final two months of the Obama administration, but then like the first two, six months of the Trump administration – where maybe we see some of these uh, society, you know, issues or, or, you know, things in society that have been controlled by the left start to change. Well, there will be casualties. And that is um, the one part of the 2016 election here I don't want to forget is the pe is the forgettables. OK, there's going to be a lot of people that will never hear from again. They're going to be gone forever. I want to spend just a little bit with uh, 2016 in memoriam here. Never forget these people. And now, 2016 in memoriam. I will remember you. Just kidding. See you never, ever, ever again. Donald Trump called you Miss Piggy. Yes, Miss Piggy, Miss, Miss Housekeeping. Housekeeping. How did that make you feel? <laughs> so sad. <laughs> Notice the man right behind Secretary Clinton. Clinton is good for the United States versus uh, Donald Trump. Somehow or another, the armrest in, in the seat disappeared. He was like an octopus. It was like he had six arms. He was all over the place. As soon as a beautiful woman shows up, he just he takes off what is always happening. Right, let the little guy in there. Come yeah, on. let the little guy in. Now, if you had to choose, honestly, between one of us, me or the Donald have you even read the United States Constitution? I will gladly lend you my copy. We are private citizens. We are private people. We want to be out of this controversy. Let's hear from your wife. Oh, yeah, she'd have you right. <laughs> I went from last night having seven Twitter followers, Aww. two of which were my grandmother because she had to uh, remake her account when she forgot her password. To, uh, now I have several hundred. I don't what? know why they care what I have to say, but I'm glad they're engaged in the political process. Oh. Why aren't yeah, I Kimbo. 50 points ahead, you might ask? Good work, never Skag. For never forget them. The those are the forgotten people we'll never hear from again. How did it make what you feel? So sad. So sad. Oh, yeah, you're right. Well, he's going to live on through this show because the good thing is I don't have to remake the intro now. We can keep the Make America Great Again thing. We, I don't have to do yep. that work. So Aid Skrillex oh. gets to live here. Hey, here's to, uh, you know what, Owen? It's not a fucking issue. It's not a fucking issue, says Aid Skrillex. <laughs> We're good.
He's going to live on. It's issue. not an issue. You're yeah. right. It's not an issue. Um, <laughs> there were, okay, so we got. Hiding, though. Hey, actually, I know. you want to hear a quick funny story? I went on a search for aged Skrillex. I went on an aged, a wild aged Skrillex hunt when I was in St. Louis <laughs> for the debate. And um, we, we, we weren't sure if we, if we were going to be able to find him. And we had a couple leads. And we went to, I won't say his name, but we went to where he, we believe he lived. And still sitting on his bedroom window was a Bernie Sanders poster, hmm. even after Bernie Sanders was already eliminated. So he still hasn't let go of the dream of future leaving with Bernie Sanders, who apparently is going to run again in 2020 as a Democrat. So he's an independent. He's a Democrat. He's an independent. He's coming back as a Democrat or he's not. I don't know, but uh, that's Bernie Sanders for you. There are several Bernie will be dead jokes to make there. He's not. He's definitely dead by 2020. I mean, come on. He is not. He's not running again. There's no. Has he said but that? Me too. Yeah, he's he's hinted that he uh, might run again in 2020. Yes. Oh, gosh. oh, whatever. He pushed out so much by by uh, <clears throat> supporting Hillary. Yeah, that was he, his biggest mistake. He doesn't have a chance now. If he would have never, yeah. if he wouldn't have endorsed Hillary, he could actually maybe run again. But doing I that, think that you're no. right. Yeah, but he'll be 78. Right. Yeah. He's only 74 right now. Is that he's 74 now? I think he's oh, 74. So he's, he's barely older than Trump. I thought he was significantly older. But he's not. No, no, he just looks much older than Trump. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so maybe he will he will still be around. Um, the other thing I want to do, we got about ten minutes to go or so. I want to talk about um, the the crybaby reactions that have come out of this. We talked about the rioting, we talked about the protesting, but there's a lot of um, actual political moves that they're trying to make. So I've seen a couple of these. Have you guys seen the? You probably have. I'm sure the Change.org petition that is circulating to have the the electors elect Hillary Clinton president. Let's I'm going to pull that up real quick here. Uh, where's my petition? Here we go. So I'm going to I'm going to take a quick look at this. So uh, Electoral College make Hillary Clinton president on December 19th. Uh, on December 19th, the electors of the Electoral College will cast their ballots and elect the next president. Uh, they should do it for Hillary Clinton, this petition says with what? Uh, 3.9 million supporters, I assume many of which are abroad probably, but even if they're in the U.S., 3.9 million. What are the arguments here? It was probably an assignment at uh, some of these universities. I'm not even kidding you to sign it. <laughs> Unreal. She, she won the popular vote. There is no reason Trump should be president except for the fact that he won under the constitutional system. That's the only reason. It's the people's will. No, she won the popular vote, says this. Okay. It's, it's, uh, our system of government under the constitution says he wins. No, our constitution says electors choose. Okay. Uh, too many states will prohibit quote faithless electors. 24 states bind electors. If electors vote against their party, they will pay a fine and people get mad, but they can cast their vote however they want. And there is no legal means to stop them in most states. Oh, so there's no legal means to stop them. I'm convinced you know, there's also no legal means to stop Donald Trump from becoming elected president, but they don't care about the argument in that case. Uh, awfully convenient. But this is what's so dumb. If you take their reasoning to its logical extent, the electors can do whatever they want. So they should do whatever they want. Why did we have an election? And right. more importantly, like I live in a small state, right? I live in Montana, a small state, three electors. Why should the electors go and cast their votes caring what someone in California or New York thinks? And you know what the irony is? 
the irony is that this is the exact system that was that basically stole the election from Hillary Clinton. So they weren't complaining then. Right. They weren't complaining when it was this system that was used to get Hillary, hoist Hillary into the nominee yeah. for the Democratic Party. But now that Trump beat him with that system, all of a sudden it's a problem for him. Because, of course, the media wouldn't tell him that that's how Bernie won it or that's how Bernie got it stolen from right. him in the first place. But now they'll tell him that's how Trump won. Wasn't it beautiful to watch the Electoral College work exactly as it should, though? Like, yes. just to know that idiots in cities are not going to steal America from the heartland. I'm like, oh, this is why we have Electoral College. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, get it now. I understand. Yeah. And we all acknowledge that you need to win. Uh, you need to win states. And the reason that's important is not just because we're a, a federation of autonomous states. Look, my, the people in Montana are not comfortable submitting to the influence of people in New York or California, and rightly so. Oh, They're yeah. very different places, very different culturally, and we want to cooperate for our mutual benefit, but we don't want to live under your dang stupid laws uh, that have nothing to do with the way life works around here. But the other reason it's important, think about how radically it would change the path to the presidency. You, Why would you ever go to rural Ohio, rural yeah. Pennsylvania? You why would, would you ever? I mean, they don't come to Montana anyway, but especially now, why You'd would you? You'd spend all your time in New York and L.A. Yeah, okay. they'd run up the score in the big cities, which is exactly what this was designed to stop. It was designed to be a compromise between them city folk and us farmers, and it works exactly as intended. Yeah, I'm glad that the protesters in California aren't able to determine every election. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. I'm all for this Cal exit thing, though. I, I don't give a shit. I don't care. Like, we're going to lose <laughs> California. I don't care. Can we It'll keep Tahoe, though? They have, the worst, they have the worst state debt in the oh, country. Oh, yeah. So yeah. go ahead and take that debt and take the Cal exit. You can have Hillary Clinton or whoever you want. We'll be just fine without you. Yep. See ya. And then let's build a wall, too. Let's build a wall. It'll be a big, beautiful wall, and California will pay for it. Uh. <laughs> There's going to be a Canadian oh, wall, too, to keep all our people out. That's what I'm hearing this week. <laughs> yeah, really. The, the other the thing Canadians they're talking about, the other thing they're talking about is, uh, so I heard Eric Holder on Bill Maher's show on Friday, and he was talking about, oh, we're going to get a constitutional amendment. We're going to get a, if we can't do it this time, if we can't encourage all the electors to go and, and disregard the votes of the people in their state because they care more about what people in big cities are, are saying. If we can't get them to do that, we're going to get a constitutional amendment to do away with the Electoral College and just have a popular vote. And, and Eric Holder's on Bill Maher saying it's a heavy lift, but we got to start lifting. Dude, the, the one thing about the Democratic Party, they didn't just lose the presidency. They are at, a, they are at historical, historically weak levels. Oh, yeah. At the state level, they're losing governorships. They're losing control of legislatures. So you think you're going to go to the states and be like, hey, we got this really great idea that you guys should surrender your power. Please sign up. And then they're all just going to vote oh, yeah. and be like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll surrender that. The we'll give all the power to the federal government and just make it one big homogenous thing. Sounds great. And they, they, don't, they can't use, utilize the mainstream media anymore. Unbelievable. How are they going to get anything done? They're weakened. Like, you're right, that this, there's no historical precedent for how weak they are. And all of this, all of this is a diversion from the fact that you uh, didn't bring good candidates or, br or bring good ideas to the table. Why'd you lose the presidency? Because you didn't bring good ideas to the table and you didn't bring a good candidate to the table. Why are you losing state legislatures? Because you're not bringing not good ideas. It's not just that, though, Skag. It's that they have been screwing up the country, you know, for many a decade now. It's well, not that they didn't bring good enough ideas. It's the ideas that they've implemented have been catastrophic on, like, every level of government. Sure. But but the but the point I'm trying to make is all of this is dishonest. None of this oh, yeah. is is right. a philosophical principled stance on the way our system works. All it is is like 
I didn't get what I wanted, so it's your fault and your fault and your fault and your That's why you lost. That's why you lost. It's because you point fingers everywhere. You never you never think about what you could do better. Great, you just though. point fingers I mean, everywhere. Everybody wants to see these people self-destruct. And that's why we know that these hate crimes with uh, you know being perpetrated by Trump by Trump folk, we know that that can't possibly be true because we want to see these people self-destruct. And they are. They're going totally crazy, burning down their own cities. It's hilarious. And it's time for the PC way of approaching um, discipline with these people to end. It has yeah. to stop. We have to make an example of the kids who are going around beating people in high schools. They need to be – I mean, I look, I don't know. I, I, Counterbeaten. I, <laughs> I don't know what it is, expelled, suspended, but so, you have to make an example. You have to do it publicly. Yeah. Uh, you have to start arresting these people for hate crimes. I mean, we, you really have to start making an example of these people. You cannot treat them like the babies that they're behaving in. These these are adults. I know they're acting like babies, but they need to be treated like adults. They need to be put in jail. They need to be charged with hate crimes. They need to be arrested. And I guarantee you this behavior will stop immediately. Immediately. Oh, yeah. Did you guys see that video of that mom, like, brutally punishing yeah. her little kid? Oh, my God. It upset me for hours and hours after I watched it. For, for the audience that hasn't seen this, there's this video of this, like, black mom and her kid, her eight-year-old son, voted for Trump in a mock school election. And so she makes him pack his bags and pretends that she's making him leave the house and he's going to have to live on the street. And he's just crying and wailing, Mommy, please don't do this. Please, Mom. It's, like, really hard to watch. He's really, you know, traumatized. But this bitch mother thinks that she's doing something so good and she's videotaping it, puts it on the Internet. Look what a great mom I am. Virtue signaling. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put – I'm going to kick my kid out on the streets. Yeah. Because, because he voted what a stupid bitch and shitty mom and they this and they post real. this they to your point they post this on social media now my understanding is child protective services is investigating her rightfully so Good. Uh, and, and the other the, the, there's the other famous clip of that guy we referenced it earlier that dude who was like beaten outside of a car for voting trump um my understanding is the the people who did the beating are the ones who posted it too but i might be wrong yes. on that yeah, these same people committing know. awful things are so they're so delusional that they think everyone's going to like this a lot once everyone's I post gonna it. Like it. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. Look at how popular I am. I beat up Trump voters. Yeah. Good god. And there were so many people involved. There were the two people that were beating up the the elderly white guy and then there was like the black lady holding the camera. Beat his ass. Beat his ass. Beat his white ass. God. Well, I'm just curious, what are we going to do when one of these people dies? I mean, what, how, what are they going to do when somebody dies? I mean, that's it's going to reach that point if we don't if we don't calm this stuff down. Literally, yeah. someone is going to die. Yeah, definitely. I hope that doesn't become true, but I I completely agree with the prediction. Unfortunately, how, we're not very the far one off. guy. The one guy's getting dragged by a car. He said it I mean, was they, going they, sixty miles per hour. They already are dying. I mean, there was one death in the Portland riots. There was a shooting, and and if you remember, there were deaths in the. There was a death in the Milwaukee riots, right? One of the protesters shot a fellow protester about a black guy shooting a black guy at a Black Lives Matter protest or whoever that worked out. Like it 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 was pure insanity. I mean, there are there have been deaths. Uh and it doesn't seem to I don't know. I mean, I I this this entire year has been an exercise in watching the insane lengths to which protesters and rioters will go. And it's not just they that their just ideas are stop stupid. At nothing. Yeah. It's wild. Even even in in the face of defeat, they continue to do the same things that have defeated them. It's, yeah. it's the definition of insanity. Yeah, they double down on their losing strategies. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's, it's like the Clinton campaign. It's the exact same thing. Well, she blamed Comey. 
on a call with her. Oh, yeah. uh, it was uh, yesterday. Yeah, it's, not, it's, not, it's exactly what you just said. Blame everyone else. Never look at yourself. <laughs> Hillary, it wasn't James Comey that caused you to rob the people in Haiti. It wasn't James Comey that caused you to act illegally with cattle futures. It wasn't James Comey that said we came, we saw he died and then laughed about what happened in Libya. It wasn't James Comey who didn't answer the phone and answer the bell when the four Americans got killed in Benghazi. None of that was James Comey. That was you, Hillary. Yeah. And it wasn't James Comey who did the thing that James Comey is investigating you for. Which, by the way, you did. Your defense is just that you're stupid. It's not that you didn't do it. It's just that you're dumb. Yeah. She's yeah. Thanking James Comey. Yeah. I think we would have pulled this one out though without without Comey. No doubt. Ooh, I don't. I I think uh, the second round of Comey Gate was that. Uh, I think that that really sealed the deal. I mean, it might have happened either I don't way. Know. But we wouldn't have been able to do it without WikiLeaks. There's That's no probably doubt. true. There's no doubt that there was a wave of momentum uh, that came with 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 Trump when the second reopening of the investigation happened. There was something else that it was coupled with, too, that really buried it. I don't know if it was another series of scathing WikiLeaks or maybe it was Project Veritas, but there was some timing um, right then and there. I think it was Veritas and the reopening of the investigation at the same time that had a mass flood of people voting for Trump. Yeah. Well, however it happened, it happened. And um, improbable or otherwise, it's damn good to see people losing their minds. But uh, but that's all I got. And this is the time I booked you for, or we booked you for. So I'm good to close the show if you guys are. But uh, I just want to say that I thank both of you so much for helping get Trump elected. I really appreciate it. And I'm really proud of us. And this has been such a great week. I'm elated. I'm still. I'm a little surprised. I hey, who be, who led but... me along the path? By the way, not only did you lead me along the path, but like I said, the dude who created some of the famous quotes of 2016, incidentally or otherwise, uh, that is the guy. Owen is one of the guys who first raised my eyebrow to start down this path, and then you were my pathfinder uh, along the way. So I am indebted to both of you, absolutely. Well, we are the future in media, so so just just be happy and uh, you know. You coming on here, you you know, just trying to find out what's going on in the world, being honest with yourself, being open to other ideas. That's why, you know, we are the new media. That's why people like coming to your show. And uh, that's why you'll continue to grow. That's why you'll continue to get better. And uh, my final words are, I just have to say, you know, Blonde has gotten a lot of hate lately. <laughs> the trash <laughs> that she's been doing on St. Louis. I just got to say, I know that St. Louis has its problems, but I love my city. I can't believe you would say that about it. But, uh, I'll just say this. I'll just say this. At the end of the day, even though I'm shocked that they still, for some reason, elected Lacey Clay in the city of St. Louis, I, the guy is the biggest criminal ever, at least Missouri went red. So at least Missouri filed their electoral votes for Trump, where the people in the belly of the beast in Seattle did not. So I'm just going to rub your nose in that a little bit because he wanted That's to talk fair. about St. Louis. That's fair. That's fair. I'll, I'll take that. I deserve that. <laughs> Well, there you have it, Riverfront Times. Your favorite son <laughs> is willing to... Um... Yeah, where's my article, Riverfront Times? Where yeah. I know. They'd hate well, you too. Don't be fooled. Right. Well, we've, we've got some forgiveness from the city of St. Louis. So we're on our way. Hopefully redemption at some point. Hey, I still came on the show. I still, I still love Blonde, so it's all good. <laughs> we all love right. you too, Owen. <laughs> hey, we can still have fun when we have differentiating opinions, all right? Absolutely. Uh, that's our guest, uh, Owen Schroyer. Thanks to Owen Schroyer for being a fantastic guest on this fine evening. Find him on Twitter. 
Uh, that's at All I Do Is Owen. You can find his YouTube channel in the description, as well as his work on the Alex Jones channel in InfoWars. I'll link down below. Uh, thanks as well to our live viewers and our live chatters. Always trying to keep us honest, shit posting away. We appreciate that. Uh, if you're listening on YouTube or on an audio platform on demand, thank you as well for supporting the show. Remember, there's always more of the show on those audio platforms. Extra material, the call-in show, all that good stuff. iTunes, SoundCloud, Podbean, Stitcher. All of those are also conveniently linked down in the description. You can also email us. That's beautyinthebeta at gmail.com. We'll be back next Sunday. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd. It's not Meet the Press. It's Beauty in the Beta. We'll see you then.